What up, y'all? Welcome to another full show episode, NFL episode of the Pick and Roll Podcast. Today, we're going to do a little bit of Super Bowl recap and have a lively discussion on some NFL, potential NFL offseason moves. So let's get into it. I'm your co-host, Jonathan Fredline. And I am Alan J. Panion, and today we have a long-awaited special guest joining us today, one of the smartest men I know in terms of football and in real life. We got Wyatt <laughs> Scott joining the show. How Yo! You know, it's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, that's, pre- that's, pretty high, that's pretty high praise from, from I know. Alan Allen there. That's a pretty smart guy himself. <laughs> I'm, I'm, See if I'm he lives up tonight. We we talk no yeah we me and Wyatt we talk a lot about the NFL outside of uh, the outside of the screen but um, yeah he's a he's a very smart guy we don't agree on everything but he always has a reasoning he always has a logical reasoning to back everything up so we'll we'll have well, to see that's what you need stuff. right yeah well yeah it's, it's not, sometimes you don't do that Fred so I, Bruh, I don't do me <laughs> like that we're on the same team. <laughs> Yeah, so but why he could have some uh, some spicy takes today, so let's we'll see. Let's see. I'll bring the I'll bring the heat a little bit. Oh good. I would expect nothing less. Yeah, Super Bowl was this fifty four or fifty three? Super Bowl fifty three. No, fifty two. No, I think Yes, I'm looking at it right now. Super Bowl fifty two. It's fifty two? L V I I. Super Bowl fifty two. Um, happened what two or three weeks ago? Obviously, include the Kansas City Chiefs team that's proven, a team that's been there, been Super Bowl favorites pretty much since this time last year. So it was no surprise to anyone that they're in there. And then the Philadelphia Eagles, a team where I I feel like I speak for everyone. Like look at the roster preseason, it was like yeah, like they're a good team, but I don't know if anyone saw them going sixteen and one. I don't know if anyone saw him like going to the Super Bowl um, like that easily. So the the game really did live up to the hype. Uh, 38-35 final score, and obviously in the Chiefs' favor. Um, the in terms of the QB battle, it definitely did not disappoint. Jalen Hurts throwing what was it, 304 passing yards. As, long, as well as rushing for three separate touchdowns. And then Pat, Patrick Mahomes is 182 passing yards. Um, but even though the Chiefs did get the dub, it was the Eagles that um, held the momentum and the pace uh, in the first half. I have, I have it right here. They actually outscored the Chiefs 17-7 to in the second quarter. And that was even with was – it, wasn't the second quarter the fumble? Jalen Hurts' mm-hmm. fumble? Yeah. So that could have been even a bigger a bigger gap. That was the Chiefs' only seven points that quarter. So um, definitely controlled the way that way. But then the Chiefs showed their experience, showed that they were the better team. And Patrick Mahomes had a legitimately near-perfect second half, um, which ultimately helped them get the win and let him get his uh, – was it his second Super Bowl MVP? Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. second one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, going along with that, obviously you had uh, two incredible performances by two great quarterbacks. Obviously, you have the two-time MVP Patrick Mahomes, and then you got the rising star Jalen Hurts. So, why? Our first question to you is: mm. Who do you think had the better performance in the Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes? 
Better performance in Super Bowl 57. 57, Fred. Dude, I don't know how to read Roman numerals. <laughs> it's okay, it's complicated, I think. Yeah. Um, dude. <laughs> uh, I, dude, I saw the V there, but I just did it. I just threw it away in my mind. Hey, you got locked on. I literally said L V I I. And I hey, said 52. You had, you, had a lot of, you had a lot of responsibility there. Yeah, you got a lot going on. I know him, but. Dude. We're, we're, we're moving past it. I, I literally, as I was saying it, I was like, 52? That does not sound right. Because, like, Super Bowl 50 was so long ago. Yeah. Jeez. Seven years ago, actually. Um, That's terrible. So, I, I think it's a tough question because if you just look at the stats of the two quarterbacks, um, Jalen Hurts' numbers pop off the page, especially compared to Mahomes. Like, if you look at, like, Mahomes' averages even, like, this is a looks like a pretty mediocre game for him. Like 182 passing yards is, is probably a postseason low. Um, he had three yeah. passing touchdowns. Two of them were wide open. Um, uh, he did have like 50 rushing yards, something like that. But Jalen Hurts like out threw him by 120 yards, outrushed him by 50 yards, um, had three rushing touchdowns, uh, no no interceptions. So his numbers certainly pop up the page where it's like, wow, he had a great game. Um, but if you look at the timing of it, I think is my biggest thing. So like Mahomes second half went down 10 going into the third quarter was flawless. He had one incompletion and it was a drop pass. Um, like, I mean, you couldn't have played better football. Uh, he controlled the clock, he controlled the, um, um, like the pace of the game and everything. Uh, and one of the reasons they have such a big stat like discrepancy is I think the Eagles had the ball for 14 more minutes than the Chiefs did, which is like a huge, huge deal. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so it's hard for me to say Jalen Hurts had a better game than him when Mahomes did everything he needed to do to win and they won because of him. Um, yeah. but if you just look at stats, like he, he statistically did have a better game and probably one of the best games in Super Bowl history. Like, I mean, four total mm-hmm. touchdowns, 300 yards, like, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And, um, we talked about this before, but, uh, Mahomes is... 26-yard rush at the in the fourth quarter to uh, keep their drive alive. I think that was one of the timing plays you were talking about, Wyatt. And yeah. that's like one of the reasons why um, Patrick Mahomes did have a what was what was considered a really really good performance in the second half. But me personally, I think I, I think hurts overall the entire game. I think he was hitting on his passes. We like going to the game. He was obviously he had a shoulder injury, so we weren't we didn't know how much he was going to pass. But with the run game failing and the defense not being able to stop Mahomes that effectively, he definitely stepped up with his passing. Uh, obviously, throwing for three hundred plus yards, mm-hmm. uh, and then even rushing. Obviously, he has that fantastical line, but um, some of the rushes he had were pretty pretty impressive too. So. Overall, the entirety of the game, I think Jalen Hurts had a better performance, but Patrick Mahomes made more clutch plays and uh, played played the best in the right in the timing in the timing spots. And I feel like I feel like it can be said that Jalen Hurts had the most timely error of the game. Yeah. Definitely yeah. that we kind of hinted at it before, but yeah, that costly fumble in the second quarter that just basically, especially against a team like the Chiefs, like you know they're, that they're going to capitalize off something like that. Like that's just a free seven points for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that definitely was a momentum switcher going into halftime because, yeah, it was, we said it was 17, seven second quarter. That could have been like, they could have been scoreless. That's that, that second quarter. You don't, you don't know. Um, so yeah, that, it, that's a good question because it's like, it's a difficult question. I feel like there's no like obvious right answer for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, going along with the the Patrick Mahomes storyline, I want to ask. Uh, we'll go. We'll go with Wyatt then you, Fred. With the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl MVP, and obviously the regular season MVP, uh, where does where does Patrick Mahomes stand in the all time quarterback rankings? I've heard like a lot of podcasters and like other like talk shows talk about how Mahomes might be the goat already. Uh, what do you guys? What do you guys? Where do you guys rank him? We'll start with Wyatt. Um. So this is. As far as just like pure legacy goes, like obviously he can't touch Tom Brady. Yeah, like he can't. But so <laughs> if you, when you're saying the greatest of all time, like greatest legacy longevity, like you're not touching Brady, at least not yet. He's he has some work to do. But <laughs> if you're asking me, like I have a I have a football team and I I can pick any quarterback from any time, like I'm taking Mahomes. Like I think really? the football he's played over the last five years. Uh, is better than anyone has ever played. So, yeah, I think he certainly has the potential to be the goat. Like he could certainly do it past Brady. But right now, legacy wise, I think he's probably around four. I'll take um, Brady, Manning, and um, Montana. I think probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just don't think he's done it long enough uh, or won enough to be over those guys. But just as far as like um, top tier performance and talent goes, like I don't think. Yeah, you, you talked about the Chiefs a little bit, Frid, and I'll ask this follow-up question. Um, are they a dynasty already? Like, how many? Yeah, like, that's a – I feel two like – Two Super Bowls in four years-ish. And like, you also uh, got – they've made it to the AFC Championship. I, I Someone ever, can fact-check me on this, but yeah. for the past five years. Yeah, every year think, Mahomes was a starter, like a full-year starter, they made it to the so AFC Championship. I feel like if a team makes the AFC Championship five years in a row – I feel like it's hard not to call them a dynasty at that point. And how many Super Bowls they've been to three? Yeah. Um. Yeah, because they, they lost to the Bucks, mm-hmm. um, and then won two. Um, I would I would say yes, especially in football. Um, I would say yeah. I, I would agree. Um, in my, so my main thing is like, especially with with football and how like, like in the NBA, like the. Bulls win six rings in eight years. You know what I mean? Like, that's a dynasty. Like, you can a long time. So, in the NFL, it's a lot harder to do that. Like, back-to-back, yeah. sort of, like, super rare and all stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I think longevity in the NFL um, is really what defines a dynasty. And yeah. before this past year, I would not have said the Chiefs were because um, all the guys they had when Mahomes' rookie year um, were similar in terms of where they are now. So, they had Tyree Kill. Like, you know what I mean? They had their core pieces, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. This was like a rebuilding year for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. They traded their the second best receiver in the NFL or something like that, maybe third, to um, for just for draft picks. Um, they had eight rookies starting on both sides of the ball uh, in the Super Bowl, and they yeah. won. So if you're gonna be the best team in the NFL and like dominate like that in a rebuild year, like I think absolutely, like they're gonna be. So we're gonna move on to the the off season the. Off season and like sort of like our, our season recap and kind of projections for next year. So before we get to like our, our kind of personal bias lists, uh, we want to talk about the like the NFL quarterback situation. There are a few teams in the league that are in um, quarterback purgatory. That's what has been labeled, I guess. <laughs> so um, we're gonna list a few quarterbacks that we think could be on the move this off season, whether it's trade or uh, free agency, so we can see what team they will be signing with. 
Yeah. So, uh, Fred, do you want to start off with the first quarterback and list the teams out? Yeah. So, the first quarterback is Aaron Rodgers, and I feel like it's no secret that there's definitely something something's going to be happening this offseason. I feel like that's apparent. So, Aaron Rodgers, um, Devontae Adams less this past season when he thought it was going to be the last dance or whatever. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but so, Aaron Rodgers projected teams, like possible teams, um, would be the New York Jets, uh, the Raiders, Dolphins, Titans, or maybe even the Patriots. Um, just some possible. I like obviously this is all speculation still since it's still pretty early. Um, but those are just the options right now. I'm gonna put wide on the spot right now. Um, just, just Aaron Rodgers. Like, where would you like to see him go? And like, where do you think he'll most likely end up? Could be um. the same answer. So it's so the Aaron Rodgers situation so is a little interesting because so I think this morning actually the Raiders said that we're done pursuing Aaron Rodgers, um, really, which is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what who they have now. Like Jared Stidham, they're sticking with him for the future. Like I, <laughs> Raiders apparently are out of the sweepstakes. Um, so I think he's done with the Packers. I think he's kind of over the. You, I think you think that's up for sure. I, I think so. I mean, I, obviously it's possible, but I would be surprised with the way he's handled the relationship with the coach in the front office, especially this, like his darkness retreat or whatever. You hear about this? Yeah. No. You didn't hear about this? He he like he took how many days was it? Like five days, four or oh five God. days. He just like went into like Oregon and just like completely stood like stayed in the dark and just thought about his future. Where he wanted to go? <laughs> like, he's he is like that kind of guy though. Yeah. Like so, it doesn't surprise me at all. That's so goofy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I'd like to see. I think the Jets have spent such a long time trying to develop young quarterbacks, trying to draft somebody with Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson, and just failing to development. I think they're going to lose patience a little bit and say, "We're going to get a proven guy. We have a great defense. We have weapons. We have a decent-ish offensive line." We think we can win now in this division. Um, we almost made the playoffs playing six quarterbacks. Let's go out. Let's spend yeah. some money. And I think they get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. To go along with that, they also signed um, the Broncos head coach. Uh, what's his name? Oh, the one they fired. Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett, who's uh, buddies with Aaron Rodgers. They hired him, I think, as an offensive coordinator mm-hmm. um, to try to, like, both as, like, a, I guess, a, a move to, to fill in Incentive. their Incentive. But also, like as a uh, marketing employee to try to get Aaron, and I think that like that fit actually wouldn't even be terrible. Obviously, they got uh, Ohio State graduate uh, Garrett Wilson there. Uh, who's he? Um, I don't think he did. He win offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, not sure. He so yeah, offensive rookie of the year. Wow, Olave um, was robbed. <laughs> I was gonna say what happened to Olave there. Yeah, as a, as Ohio State fans, we're uh, we're, we're happy either way, but um, happy and sad. Yeah, so but a thousand yard receiver, uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, offensive rookie of the year. They got a, a improving O line with Mekhi Becton, I think, at left tackle, uh, who's a really good O lineman. And their defense, the defense this year was actually pretty, like, really good with uh, Sauce Gardner, uh, one of the maybe a top five cornerback already in the league as a rookie. So um, that defense is definitely improving and uh, one of the best in the league. So that's also that's a pretty good situation. I think they can definitely win. And that uh, division, obviously, you have the Bills and Dolphins, but 
Um, those teams have been pretty inconsistent the past few, the, the past year at, at least. So um, that would be interesting to see, I think. Yeah, and um, Wyatt brought up a good point. Like, the Jets played how many quarterbacks this year, and they were still a borderline mm-hmm. playoff team. Yeah. So just imagine they get that missing piece. Um, I could that could be potentially something there. Lamer, Lamer Jackson, Lamer, Lamer. So Lamar Jackson, um, been a part of the Baltimore Ravens club the past his whole career, um, but possible landing spots for him also include the Jets, if not um, back with the Ravens. But also, he could go to uh, another bird-like team in the Falcons. You guys like that joke? Yeah, it's funny. Or or he could or he could choose the water and go to the Dolphins. You never know. Um, or the Patriots also are, are are in contention for Mr. Lamar. Yeah, well, I, uh, we're, I, yeah, I, we talked about this before, but I want to hear what your thoughts are. So th- this to me is probably um, the Ravens and the Bears. I think have the most interesting offseason. Um, oh, we're picking the wild. Okay, so not the sky. The the um so the Ravens situation is interesting because so Lamar Jackson just demanded a fully guaranteed contract. Mm-hmm. So he wants like he wants uh, exceeding Deshaun Watson's, which yeah. was five years, two hundred fifty million, all yeah. guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the the way he plays, the pure rush, you know, what I mean, the speed he puts his body in the line. Um. I think is kind of working against these contract talks because the Ravens don't want to guarantee him money because if he blows ACL out like um, Robert Griffin did or whatever, um, he's he's done. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lamar Jackson won't play without guaranteed money because if yeah. he blows ACL out, then he's out of a job. Yeah. So they both. Um, that's really and it honestly, it's been what uh, six months now since it started contract talks. And if mm-hmm. they were going to meet on a, on a deal, a long-term deal, I think they would have done it right now. Yeah, I think. So that leaves the Ravens with, um, uh, well, two, I guess, three options. You could let them walk and just get nothing mm-hmm. for them, let them walk in free agency, which they won't do. Uh, or you could franchise tag. So you could either uh, just normal franchise, exclusive franchise tag him, which means he gets paid the average of the top five quarterback salaries, um, and he, he would play for the team. I don't think Lamar would play. I, mm-hmm. I personally think he'd probably sit that out, um, sit out the next season because why risk it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, which is people will say it's selfish or people won't, you know what I mean? It's up to mm-hmm. you, I guess. But that's definitely a me first move, which is, it's his career. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, or they could non-exclusive franchise tag it, where basically they, uh, teams can make offers for him and if the Ravens want to match that offer, then they can. And then Lamar signs with the Ravens. Or if they don't want to match it, so let's say like the Dolphins offer him a fully guaranteed contract, then then you'd make the trade. So then you could trade like that. So I think that's what they'll do. I'm pretty sure because if you just normal, if you exclusive franchise tag him, I think he'd sit out the season. Yeah. So he probably will get traded. Um, and I think any of these teams would be super interesting. Um, but if he does go to the Dolphins, um, I think they become Super Bowl contenders, if not if not up there with the favorites. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the Bears actually a little bit. Do you want to talk about that? So, so this one hits close to home. 
Justin <laughs> Fields. I he's my favorite athlete of all time. I'm, I'm a huge Justin Fields fan. So JJ Field. I love Justin Fields. The greatest <laughs> quarterback ever. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't actually believe that. <laughs> um so with the Texans imploding in the last play of the season and giving the Bears the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it creates a super interesting kind of a situation here because there's two quarterbacks, really, Stroud and Young, that people want. And they know the Texans are going to take one. So if you're the Colts or the Raiders or one of these teams that's trying to trade up um, because the Colts are four right now, you need to trade to the first overall pick if you want to ensure you get the guy you want, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if the Bears were just like, we're going to draft a defensive player, if we're going to take Will Anderson for the first overall mm-hmm. pick, then the Colts wouldn't need to trade with them because either Stroud or um, Bryson would fall to them. So the Bears recently have been saying, like they interviewed Bryce Young, they came out and did workouts with CJ Stroud. Like they've been, they're, they're putting out a lot of smoke that they're going to draft a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, are they just doing this to increase the value of their pick? So now the Colts yeah. feel like they need to trade up with them? Or are they actually thinking about moving on from Justin Fields? Um, I think that would be, I want them to. I hope, get Justin Fields out of Chicago, please. <laughs> please, go, go resurrect your career. Go to the Saints. You'd be, you be the MVP, I promise. <laughs> Whoa. I, I'll stand by that. He gets out, if, he, if he leaves Chicago, he'd be a top three MVP. Ooh. Interesting. Um, or are they just doing this? Um, to raise the stock of their pick, I don't really know. But I think it's interesting um, because you're going to have to pay him when his rookie deal ends. Mm-hmm. So if you get draft Bryce Young now, who you think has more talent, then it kind of resets your timeline. You have more years on rookie deal. So it's it's yeah. interesting. Um, and you probably won't even know it's like the last week before the draft. Yeah. So I think those two teams are really cool. With Lamar, in regards to Lamar, I think – I think the Falcons would be pretty interesting because they do have a lot of draft capital and a lot of um, ability to trade for him. But I think Miami, um, him, imagine like, imagine they like start running triple options with him, Tyreek, and Jalen Waddle. That would just, the, the immense speed would just be uncanny. That would be crazy. It's a coach's dream. I know. Like, yeah. And like, no offense to Tua, but like Mike McDaniel, took that team to the playoffs with Tua as their quarterback, or like Tua, like half the season, uh, who was battling injuries. They took an injured Tua to the playoffs. So imagine what we could do with a talented player like Amar. Derek Carr. Derek Carr from the from the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Derek Carr, possible landing spot for him. Could be in Carolina with the Panthers. Um, the Jets, um, I feel like we could see now that the Jets are open to a new quarterback. <laughs> and then you also have a team like the New Orleans Saints. Um, yeah. Like you said, it's never a game changing. Derek Carr didn't have a like. It's no secret he didn't have a career year last year. But I don't. I don't want to know where he would be. Go, where he'd go from here, though. Yeah, Derek Carr. Like, I thought at the beginning of the season he was gonna be like he was gonna be like an above average quarterback. But this season, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's like the the mismatch in coaching or just that he's not that good at quarterback. I don't as good as I thought he was, but it didn't work out. Uh, I think it'd be interesting to see him in Carolina with, um, I don't know, just like trying to reset, not reset, but like have a, another opportunity to res- resurrect his career, I guess. So, and then finally we have Jimmy, Jimmy G. Jimmy uh, G. He's a, uh, he's a free agent, so he can sign anywhere. 
Jimmy uh, G to me feels like whichever team misses out on all the other quarterbacks and <laughs> that's fair. Like, I mean, if you just look at the names that we're talking about for agency, Jack, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, like mm-hmm. if you're the Jets and you miss out on all of those guys, end up with Jimmy G, like, or especially the Raiders, like those feels like sideways moves for me. Right? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Derek Carr, who knows the system has been there for eight years, who knows the guys to Jimmy G, like, I don't, I don't really know what that does for you. All right, now that we're done talking about the potential quarterback moves, we're going to be discussing uh, something that could get kind of kind of debatable and controversial. We're going to be uh, giving our top 10 quarterbacks or kind of tiers of quarterbacks. So uh, you'll see on the screen, there'll be my tier of quarterbacks. And we're going to be based, based, based off this, we're going to be kind of debating where quarterbacks should be. So um, I'll just I'll just kind of read it off. We got or I'll I'll read I'll read my top ten off or top eight off, um, and the tier list is just kind of the quarterbacks I have in tiers. But my top eight is number one, Patrick Mahomes without a doubt. Number two, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. <laughs> number three, Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills. Number four, Jalen Hurts. Number five, Justin Herbert. Number six, Trevor Lawrence, the young buck. Number seven, Aaron Rodgers, the old buck. And number eight, <laughs> and number eight, Lamar Jackson. Though I I have my top eight because I think as you can see on on the screen that the uh, the good and average quarterbacks they can kind of be nitpicky. You can kind of move them in whatever way. It, can, it gets kind of uh, deba- debatable in that sense. But that's my top eight for the Mahomes superstar and great years. So yeah, I'll I'll let you guys kind of go at it. <laughs> Um, I, I think it's pretty good. I think there's definitely, I think Mahomes, having Mahomes his own tier is perfect. Like, I think yeah. there's no, there's no one close. Um, the next closest is Burrow. And I think the difference there is not huge, but, um, cause he is three and one in the series. Um, but mm-hmm. I think yeah. the, the things Patrick Mahomes brings to the game outside just quarterback is just like, never really like it. Yeah. Um, and then after that, Josh Allen at three. So I I think Josh Allen, um, the difference between Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, I think is very large. I, I might almost have him in the next tier. Hmm. Uh, That's crazy. Like in the great Joe tier? Burrow, Joe Burrow is in his own second tier. <laughs> I really think that much. Because I need you to explain more about that. Okay. So to before me. Before the season, people were saying Josh Allen was better than Patrick Mahomes. Who is people? I am not people. Fair I, enough. I was telling Allen the Bills are frauds. <laughs> I told him on the very first after the first Rams game, I said, "This is not a 17 and 0 Super Bowl winning team." But whatever, whatever. I, I just think, at times, um, he's turnover worthy. He doesn't make excellent decisions. Um, his like his stature, his running ability, his physical like off off the charts. His arm strength is amazing. Um, but my problem is more um, like the mental side of it, like the decision-making, the turnovers. Um, I think he's a regular season quarterback. And I understand like there's like the playoff run in uh, against the Chiefs where he had the two perfect f- football games against the Patriots and the Chiefs. Um, but other than that, he hasn't really won. Like I understand you see the flashes of it. Like, oh my gosh, this is excellent. Like he's, he's huge. He's making plays. He's like the best I've ever seen MVP. Um, 
But at the end of the day, I, I just not sure that um, he's a winner in the way that Joe Burrow is. You know what I mean? Um, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. I think Joe Burrow's a pure, I think he's the purest quarterback in the NFL. Like just what a quarterback is, timing, um, arm strength, mechanics, like every decision making, that he is clutch. Like he is um, I think he's the best. Mahomes is just a better playmaker. But just based off quarterback skills, I'll take Burrow over um, Allen pretty handily. Hmm. Fred, you got any uh, major? Well, objections? I just I, I don't I just have a the fact I, it's why it's like Burrow should be in his own second tier. <laughs> I, I I don't know about that. I, I'm not I, sold, yeah. I'm not sold on the fact that Burrow is night and day better than Josh Allen. I'm not I'm not sold on that yet. So the only okay so this season. Um, I'm pretty sure like Aaron Rodgers and Jared Goff and Josh Allen all had like identical passing seasons, like as far as touchdowns and interceptions goes. I'm, I'm, I can double check that really fast. Um, but like he did not yeah, have, it sound like made up numbers. Uh, I'll, I'll <laughs> but, like he, he didn't have a great season, but I think people see the plays, like the superstar plays, the throws. He's definitely play. the people's person, yes. Right. You know, and I, th- I think they kind of in their minds, like, o- o- overrate him a little bit. Just cool. as a quarterback. And I know it's tough um, because he, he is he's a top five quarterback. Like, like is, he, is he for sure top three? Let me ask you that. Um, is he without a doubt yes. top three quarterback? He, he is the third best quarterback, I think. Is he not two? Um, no, no, I don't, I don't think he's two. He's top three. I'll tell you what, he's not one or two. <laughs> he's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. To go along with that, I think like Wyatt explained it really well. I think Joe Burrow is just a quarterback's quarterback. Like he just like the, if he makes a mistake, it's because he's going for like the big play. It's usually like a deep pass to Jamar or T Higgins or something like that. It's always like a mistake like that. It's never. Uh, either that or he's like getting rushed because he has no all line it's like, like josh allen obviously he's like a he's built like superman but like his decision making and like he's just like it's it, it was funny to see from game one to the, the divisional round of the playoffs he just got worse like game one against the rams he was fantastic amazing obviously he had the two interceptions but like throughout that entire game he was just such a, he looked like the MVP that game, but then by over throughout the course of the season, obviously with the less with a lessening run game, uh, without like without I think a lot had to do with the um Brian Dable not being there, but without him be, without Brian Dable not being there, I think that he just like regressed as a quarterback throughout the the entire season, and that kind of like heightened the gap between him and Burrow. I there's so. some stats for you for you. So Jared Goff it hit me at forty four hundred yards. 30 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and a 99 passer rating. Uh, um, Goff is that guy. Josh Allen had 4,400 yards, 35 touchdowns, so six more touchdowns, um, 14 interceptions, seven more picks, and a 95 passer rating. So, so, so Jared Goff should be right here. Or should be in the second tier, yeah? No. I'm kidding. I think, I think this was a bad season for Josh Allen. I think he's – his potential is higher, um, certainly higher than Jared Goff's. My my point is that I think a lot of times um, it's a it needs to be a balance between like the eye test and stats. Um, and I think a lot of times that's for Josh Allen, we kind of ignore the stats and just like look what we can do. Look at this arm. Look at this talent. Look at these plays. When yeah. 
Um, I don't know. I think he's underachieving, quite frankly. Mm. Which to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alan, I'm I'm lo- I'm still looking at your tier list, and really, uh, a lot of it is solid. Um, can you can you talk me through uh, having uh, the young buck Trevor Lawrence six? I'm, yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you yet, but yeah. Um, yeah um, so it's kind of. I guess you could. It's kind of. I I'll call it the Josh Allen effect. Like when Wyatt just explained, it, I'll I'll call it the Josh Allen effect that we see his his highlights and his stature and uh, his potential more than the the current stats. But the thing is, like uh, when I when I made this tier list, I kind of took this season's performance and combined it with what I think they'll do next year. Um, so it's like I think Trevor Lawrence in that sense. I think he has the potential to be MVP next year. Uh, this year, I think the season he had uh, over 3,500 passing yards, um, or like maybe like nine or ten interceptions and around 20 touchdowns. Not and not like uh, awing stats in that sense, but uh, in the playoffs, we saw them rally down from 27 to zero, and that was just on the back of Trevor Lawrence. Like that, like that game for me. Like I watched them. I watched Trevor Lawrence. He threw four four first half interceptions, and he his intangibles, his leadership. Obviously, we see the funny clips of him just being the most monotone, monotone dude ever. But I think that his like his on-field leadership is just like it's just fantastic. And I think that once he um, gets Calvin Ridley next year, we people forget about that. They're getting they're getting Calvin Ridley next year and another year in Doug Peterson's offense. I think he'll de- he'll definitely like solidify himself as maybe even a top five quarterback. So yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm just making sure you're not a. Uh... Not getting a little little biased because he led that that Jaguars team to a playoff playoff appearance. No, 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 no. no. Well, I mean, yes, I no. did pick them to win. I did pick them to win, so I'm kind of happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so that's so crazy. It was funny, Fred. If you didn't, if you picked them to win, you'd have a perfect AFC. A perfect bracket, of course. But they had the Chargers had to have the sell of the century. Yeah, that was that was bad. That was not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> I listened to Nikki Rovelli on that one. Bad yeah. move. In that, in that game, it's crazy. Like, um, yes, Charles Lawrence did like leaves come or whatever. He also threw like four interceptions in the first yeah. quarter. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That 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 was the crazy. But that's what I was thinking. Like, he threw four interceptions and like. That he never got down on himself. He still had the confidence to come back. I think he threw for over 300 yards that game at the end of the, at sure. the, end of the game. Yeah. And Showed tremendous was, maturity. I, yeah. And I think with that going on, with, like going into next season with that that confidence and seeing what he could have, he does those flashes that he showed, I think uh, he solidified that spot there. I, I absolutely respect that. I, I think I'd probably, so it's hard because like you think about like the future that he has and all the potential. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think I I put Rodgers over him. I think statistically right. similar seasons, um, except um, uh, Lawrence has way better weapons. Yeah, uh, I, that's true. That's true. That's fair. Rogers. But I, I I so I think they're definitely close. So I'm not gonna like any of that. But I think I'd probably like if I wanted to win the Super Bowl next year, I'd, I'd take Rodgers on the team over uh, Lawrence. But long term, I mean Rodgers is what like 38 or something like that. Yeah, um, fair. That's fair. That's all interesting. The other thing I'm gonna say, and this is. This is another hot take that you guys might not like. I think the most overrated quarterback. Now, I'm not saying he's not good. Don't hear that. But I think Justin Herbert. I knew he was going to say Justin Herbert. He's the most overrated quarterback. Really? I think so. He he has the most passing yards through three seasons. Like, as a 
I right. So the stats. Yeah, how are you gonna rebuttal that one, Wyatt? Stats are amazing. I'm not arguing that. <laughs> but he's the same kind of thing. Like he he doesn't win games. He 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 has and so now. So this is this is an example. I think there's nobody who's more protected by the media than Justin Herbert. And I think Justin Herbert's great. I think he's a top seven quarterback, something like that. I don't know. But people act like he is like like before this playoff run, there was questions about Burrow or um, Herbert. Like who would you rather have? Yeah. Take Herbert. Um Herbert just he underachieves. Like especially in the win column. Like the the Chargers have an extremely talented offense. Mm-hmm. They have extremely, like, they have players, they have things. He was, um, I forget the exact stat, but he was like, he was the, he was low 20s ranking for um, yards per attempt this year. He's not throwing the ball down the field. Um, in the playoffs, like when they blew that 31 point lead or whatever to the, um, uh, to the Jaguars. Jaguars. Yeah. If, if you score, I think they had a field goal to start the third quarter, but if the, if they score one more point, they win the game. Yeah, like everyone's saying, oh, that's the defense, that's coaching. Like Justin Herbert did absolutely nothing for a half. I mean, he didn't even like, move the ball. I think he had, like two first downs. So it's it's not. I don't know. And then the media after, there's no blame on Justin Herbert at all. Like he's like this. They put him on a pedestal or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think he's great. He's all talent. He's all talent. Um, stats amazing. He's like he leads the league in like everything through his first three years. Yeah. Um, but I just, I don't know. I'd like to see it correlate some more wins i think yeah um finally i think i think this is a, a good way to end with, and to end off the show i'll talk about justin fields a little bit more we talked off camera great um, potential i, I he thought has great, potential. great potential category you why he has you were, fantastic potential I, I think i think he could <laughs> I, I i agree with you in the sense i think he could be mvp one year one day in this league um, but you 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 disagree with me that he's in the great potential category right now. Why do you think that? It's okay. I I agree he has great potential. Like I'm agreeing with you. But I, does, <laughs> does Trevor Lawrence have great potential? Yes. And why isn't Trevor Lawrence in that tier? Because I've seen him. I've seen I I've, I've seen enough of him. Seen the fruits of his in, labor. I, okay. Exactly. So then what I'm asking you is like I don't I don't even know how he doesn't even make the tier list. The guys he's with in his tier. Are, have played a combined four games in the NFL. They don't even <laughs> players, just people. Trey Lance. <laughs> like Justin Fields, like right now, he should be in he should be in the good the good quarterback. I think I think that's fair. And you can say, oh I've seen it with his legs or whatever. He he has the worst offensive line in the NFL statistically. He has the least mm-hmm. amount of time to throw in the NFL statistically. He's been sacked the most times over the last two years. He has no help on the outside. They traded a second round pick for Chase Claypool. Who didn't do anything yeah. like yeah he has a, he had a new coach both years both defensive minded um a new offensive coordinator two years he's only played in the nfl two years and his passing stats haven't even been like that bad his rookie mm-hmm. year three years back i'll say that yeah <laughs> this year 18 touchdowns and 10 picks which is like it's not gonna be like wow that guy's a really good quarterback but it's not like dang we need to move on from him i and yeah. especially when you consider what he does with his legs a lot of people think that is like a, almost a negative, like that makes you less of a quarterback. When in reality, that's just like a, a dual threat weapon that like, so I, I don't know. I, I guess I can understand if you're like, he hasn't really proven to me he's a, he's can be like an elite passer yet. But like, just as a quarterback goes, like forget like um, money and the future and whatever. Like 
you're telling me you would, you'd rather have Kirk Cousins than Justin Fields right now? Or, I don't know, Daniel Jones? Like, Mac Jones? Like, the, in my mind, it's not even close. Yeah. I'm looking at his, like, stats right now, and, like, I see a theme I saw, like, from, like, the games that they played. Uh, he's throwing less than 30 passes a game. And, like, it's it coupled with what you said about, like, him not having an O-line and, like, the system that he's in. That's why, that's the kind of reason I put him in the potential category because, like, um, we talked off camera a little bit about, like, how much system means to a quarterback, especially in their early years. Uh, like, we talk about Jalen Hurts, him being in the perfect system, Dak Prescott, him being in the perfect system. That's why I put him in the um, potential category because I, I would love, like, Trevor Lawrence, he was in, he's in the right system right now and he's, uh, thriving I guess in that sense but I think Justin Fields he's not thriving yet because he's not in the right system so he has potential like if he if he stays in the system I don't think he'll I think he'll be end up being like a, a more backup quarterback role like a like you said a Tyrod Taylor type of player but if he's if he, if he is in the right system I think that like you said he could be like special he could be a special player yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a bias out of my mind I'm, no more but I that's a good <laughs> I just, yeah. I, I'm so personally attached. I just, I need him to be I, good. Yeah, I, I love him, bro. I love I love him as a player. He's very entertaining as a player. He did a lot for Ohio State. So he I want to see, I only want to see success for him in the future. So, um, but that's just my opinion. And we all, it's okay to have different opinions around here. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. So um, that was a really good show. I really enjoyed that. That was, that was a full fun. show. That was a full show. A full episode for you. Full episode. Um, Fred, I'll, I'll, I'll let you take it away. Yeah, well, I, I feel like everyone at home, please, like, give yourself a silent round of applause for Wyatt Scott. Wyatt, thank you for coming out. Thank you for... <laughs> hey, truly an honor. I had a blast. Thank you for thinking yes, of me. Absolutely. Yes, yes. The pleasure is all ours, Wyatt. Um, yeah, that, um, we kind of, we kind of, that was a full circle. We talked about a lot of Super Bowl a lot of off-season, a lot of potential off-season, a lot of tier lists. Um, extremely yeah. successful show. I feel like we could put mm-hmm. our names on, on this show and be like, yeah, like, we did that. We did that. Um, I feel like I have to shout out the social media, Alan. Absolutely. I don't know, I don't know if Absolutely. we've done this before, but I'll just do it anyway. Uh, yeah, Everyone, know, please, yeah. if you have the capability of going on Instagram, because I know some people don't have the capability of using social media. I understand that. But if you do have the Instagram app, go ahead and help your boys out at the pick and roll podcast underscore. Don't forget the underscore. It's important. Don't forget the underscore. Make sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Mm. Why? Thank you again for That's coming. Bro, come on now. Let's go. Ah! <laughs> we, we, drop them, we drop them new reels, new shorter content for you guys to be more interactive with, so make sure you guys uh, go check us out on Instagram and all the other platforms. Wyatt, thank you again for hopping on. Everyone, Display. please tag Justin Herbert. I mean, not Justin Fields in the caption. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying he, yeah. Let's go. Let's get Justin Fields on the show next. The, the, this show is a fan of Justin Fields. So <laughs> it's a safe space, Justin. Please, please come join please, us one day. Please. Uh, Wyatt, thank you again for coming. And yeah, that's a wrap.